Be the Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest on Be The Good is Suzanne Orlando. She's a therapist and anxiety coach, and she is referred to as the anxiety alchemist. And she is right across the river in New Jersey, and I'm (laughs) very much looking forward to hearing from her today. Suzanne, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Kate. Oh, you bet. My pleasure. And we were actually connected through a prior guest on Be The Good, Stephanie Moran. So it's been really interesting how this you know whole community that you can reach out to thanks to technology now so Suzanne first tell me a little bit more about who you are and what you do in your own words sure so as you said my name is Suzanne Orlando um um, career-wise I'm a licensed clinical social worker and as you said I'm up in North Jersey so um As a licensed clinical social worker, I'm also a psychotherapist, so I have a private practice that I've been connected to for about 16 years, and mainly I work with clients who struggle with anxiety and depression, um, who have family issues, or who just need somebody to talk to and process things with. So it's a real passion of mine and um, something that I just visualized wanting to do my entire life prior to that. Well, in addition to that, for for a long time, I was also a school social worker on a child study team. So I was kind of balancing those two things all at once. But um, the psychotherapy has really been my passion. And I've since left the school world, which was a really awesome long-term goal of mine. Um, And in addition to being a psychotherapist, as you mentioned, I'm also an anxiety strategy coach. So I think the difference of what sets me apart from other coaches is my background. I have a clinical background. So whereas when I'm coaching, I'm not, I don't have my therapist hat on. I'm able to take the strategies that I've worked with, with my clients for 16 years that I really know, and that I have really seen evolve and work for clients. And I'm able to transition those into work, work with my anxiety, um, my anxiety coaching clients who usually just come to me because they either can't get their momentum up. They just have, you know, everyday stresses and worries that they just can't get past. So we give them really good tangible strategies that they can use every single day to get through and pass and through that anxiety and feel more in control. So that's a little bit about my, my career hats. Um, and just as personal, personal hats, I guess, um, I'm a mom of two children. I have a 10-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son. Um, I've been married for, I always lose track of the years, but since 2003, (laughs) so it's been quite a while. Um, And I also most recently, my most recent love and interest has been um, in the equestrian space. So my daughter started horseback riding over the pandemic. She was struggling with some anxiety and confidence, and she's always loved animals. Um, So for her ninth birthday, I got her a riding lesson. And probably within four lessons, four or five lessons, I saw such a change in her anxiety, her anxiety, she became more in control of her anxiety and her confidence increased. And I got very interested. I'm not a horse person or at that point I wasn't. um, And I thought there had to be something to these magnificent animals that was giving her that, that ability that she was struggling so much with. So just through the universe's 
pointing me in the right direction. I found a, um, a horse rescue local to me, which is very strange because we don't usually, we're not really horse country up here in North Jersey, um, where they rescue wild Mustangs who are basically throwaway horses that nobody else wants. And in that same space, not only do they always look for volunteers because they're a nonprofit, they also do equine therapy. So they have people who hold my credentials that work with um, equine experts that work with clients on the ground. We don't ride horses and they basically process everything that they're, all their emotions that they have a hard time talking about through the horses and the horses play everything out. So now I'm also doing psychotherapy in the equine space, which I never thought I would do, but the universe leads you in quite different directions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, I mean, I've always, you know, known of just the power of animals to be, I mean, there's a reason there's therapy dogs and that there are these equine programs, but it really is just, every story is just so incredible about it. Uh, I know that growing up, a neighbor that was autistic, he would go to horse lessons and just amazing how they yeah. really, how kids can connect so much when you have an animal there. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing that you found that. <laughs> I love how it connects with your daughter and all of that. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been incredible. And even, you know, it, it's it, uh, on social media, I post some funny things about being at the barn. Cause I am also a volunteer there. So I, we, sh we clean out the stalls. So we're literally oh, yeah. mucking poop and um, yep. there's something very cleansing also about doing that work and just getting into the, the elements of the farm um, and just being present with yourself. It's, it's just, it's something like I've never experienced and it's, it's, I, it's, I love it. I look forward oh, to my shifts there. <laughs> uh, so that's so great. Um, now, how did you know that therapy was the route you wanted to go growing up? Like, how did you find this path? That's a really good question. And um, this always sparks an emotional, um, an emotional response from me. So if there are tears, I'm just forewarning. So um, I went through my own therapy. Starting at the age of 18, I, I, um, I, was, I was a victim of a sexual assault and a very good friend of mine um, was seeing a therapist and he happened, um, he was the one, I, one of the first people I confided in and he, he literally brought me to his therapist and I had never been in therapy before and I started going to see her and over time as I, you know, moved through my trauma and processed that I still, you know, I, I had some anxiety and some depression I was struggling with and she, she really helped me. You know, she really saved my, she, she gave me the tools that enabled me to save my own life essentially. And I never was great at school. I never was a good student. I just wasn't into it. I just did enough to get by. And in, as I would sit with her, I'm like, oh, I would love to be sitting in her chair doing exactly what she's doing with me. But I didn't think I could. I didn't think I was smart enough. So I went down my own path, went through a couple of different majors in college. And then, you know, I said to myself one day, I'm like, well, why can't I do this? So I started taking some classes and, you know, fast forward, I ended up going to get um, my master's degree in social work. And I ended up 
saying to myself, I need, I need to do this work. And when I started to do the work that I loved and I started, when I was taking my master's degree courses, it was pretty, it came pretty easy to me because it was something I was interested in. And as I was, this is the, the, the interesting part of this, as I was going through this, you know, I, I stayed with my therapist and our connection kind of evolved, which is unusual. Usually this doesn't happen. Um, our connection kind of evolved and I would, you know, I wasn't seeing her necessarily as a client anymore, but she was almost became like a shift into a mentor because she had held the same credentials that I was going for. Um, so she offered me some opportunities because she saw something in me that maybe I couldn't see in myself. So she gave me some opportunities to work connected to some of the things that she was doing. And as I was going for my licensure, she would joke with me and she's like, we're going to work. You're, we're going to work together one day. One day I'm going to bring you in and you're going to be a therapist in my practice. And she didn't, she was an independent therapist at that point. She didn't have a team. She didn't um, have her own business. It was just for herself. And when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was working for a psychiatrist doing the private practice work. And I didn't really vibe with that psychiatrist. There was just some things going on that didn't feel good to me. So I left her and I got a phone call from my old therapist, my friend who was now my friend, Jill. And she said, Hey, you know, I'm getting a little bit older and I want to take on an associate therapist. Would you be open to start working with me? So I work with my therapist. <laughs> she's not my therapist anymore, but I, so I've, she's known me since I'm 18, I'm 46 years old. And it's just a wild ride that we work together now um, in the same practice and we're, fa our families are friends. It's a very unusual, I, I always like to put that disclaimer out there. It's a very unusual circumstance. Um, and it usually doesn't happen that way for many, many reasons, but it just happened to work out that way. So she's the reason I, I went to, to, into this career. And now we are, we work in the same practice. I work for her now. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> You're and just how, you know, it started as just such a terrible situation and then it grew into you finding your passion and that's, wow. You, you kept seeing like taking the doors that were opening and you kept exploring and, that's so amazing too, how you said about you didn't love school that much, but then when you started your master's degree, I yep. mean, we're not talking eighth grade, we're talking high school, not even college, like at master's level, you're like, oh, I, this, it feels easy now Yeah, because you found your passion. That's, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I always, and you know, and not that it's, we, we always have different, we can always look at things through very different lenses or, or several mm -hmm. different lenses throughout our experiences. Um, and I think that, you know, just this, my personal experience enduring the trauma that I did when I look back on it now, um, it sounds, it sounds bizarre, but not that I'm grateful that it happened because it was very traumatizing, but had that not happened, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in right now. That perspective, perspective has been one of my favorite words. Oh, I love this that. Whole pandemic. <laughs> I've just become so obsessed with it because every situation, it's like the perspective of it. And yeah. you phrased all of that. So, so, so beautifully. And that yeah. is just such a good news moment, you know, good news outcome in of itself. Do you have now through your career, any other good news stories you'd like to share with, you know, now that you're in that seat of being the therapist, helping others. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I have so many, I think one <laughs> of, <laughs> um, I think one that, one that really stands out that was recently, and this is a, um, this is a client that I worked with in the coaching space, actually. Um, this client was 
very afraid of flying and they were at a point in their life where they went through a transition. They were in a, they were connected to a relationship that just didn't feel good to them. And they got out of that relationship, which was really difficult. And they ended up getting into a, a really nice, healthy, amazing relationship. And one of the things that they were passionate about was traveling. And they were like, we, you know, we, me and my new partner want to go to all these different places, but I'm absolutely terrified of flying. So the first big vacation that they booked, um, this client and I worked very closely connected to her, to the flying, because that was her biggest anxiety is getting in the plane, taking off. And once they were in the air, they were fine. But just having that constant anxiety and fear connected to getting on that plane. So I remember um, when they got on that plane, they sent me a, a, a picture and they put on the picture. What did they, I can't even, I'm not going to do it justice, but they said something along the lines of um, this, this, is not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, I used all the strategies that we talked about and I just kept telling myself that this isn't, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be okay. And actually now I'm looking forward to my next flight because it's not impacting me anymore. So it was something like that, that type of thing, you know, that just feels so good because, um, this when, when and, and the, the premise behind this is certainly that they can now function and they can get on the planes and they're totally fine. But I think the bigger the bigger picture is when I work with clients, it's you know, I, I'm not a I'm not a magician. Um, so when people do come to me, be it for therapy or for coaching, they have to do the work they have to do, nobody is going, right. Nobody's going to wave the magic wand and make everything go away. I can come, I can talk about everything that I'm struggling with. Um, we can even work it through strategies. We can even practice strategies, but if you're not willing to put in the work, it's not going to change. So this client wanted to, wanted this change so badly that they did the work behind the scenes. They did everything that they were, that they were guided to do and they ended up doing it. And the result was incredible for them. So that's the big picture. When I have clients who are able to work through, um, and, and they're tired of all that stuff that their brain tells them to do and all those thoughts that they start to believe. And they, they, they're able to stop those thoughts and they start to take, they start to take action towards what they really want and do the work. I mean, that's, that's the best thing in the world to see. That is like, that's like winning the lottery every single time. Um, cause they're making good choices for themselves. They're sick and tired of being in the space that they're in and they start to make the, these gradual changes. And when they see the benefit of that hard work, that's the best, that's the best thing in the world for them. But it's also the best thing in the world for me to be able to be of witness to that. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Do you have any phrases that you find yourself always repeating to, to your clients you're working with? I do. One of my favorites is, um, you can have it all, but not all at once. <gasps> That's one of my favorites. Is it well. really? <laughs> yes. I, I have a slightly different, it's, um, you can, you can do anything you want in life. Yep. But just not all at once. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause oh, it's, just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just, breaks down the fact that it's a process and I, I have to start, I have to start building a really solid foundation before I can build the next layer and the next layer and the next layer. So I have to start small. Um, I also ah, like and that. Yeah. Sorry. I need to highlight that. Yes. Start small. I'm mm -hmm. the other half of my life. I'm in the fitness world. So with clients oh, yeah. that right. Every bit count starting yep. small. Otherwise you just get so way too overwhelmed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I'm always using fitness analogies myself. Yeah. Like if you, if you want to, if you want to bench press 
a hundred pounds, you can't go to the gym for the first time in your life and expect to bench press a hundred pounds. You got to start with the bar or you got to start with the dumbbells or you got to start small. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you were going to say another one too. I didn't, I was going to say, off. no, it's okay. I was going to say, um, the, the other one, which I love, which actually hangs in our therapy office. Um, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at start to change. So again, that perspective, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a really strong one. Now, Suzanne, if someone came to you and they wanted to make a difference and they mm-hmm. just aren't sure of how, where do they begin? What would you tell them? Uh, if somebody wants to make a difference in any capacity, um, they have to start, I think, by identifying they have to start from within. So what, what are, what are the things that, and it depends on, of course, what they want to change, but what are you, what are your strengths in this area? Or what are you, what do you recognize that you're really great at? And what are things that you have to work a little bit harder at? But I think the bottom line with anything is as cheesy as it sounds, being who you are, bringing who you are to the table, to any table is a great start because there's nobody like you. And whatever capacity you're trying to do something in, there's going to be somebody or something that connects with who you are and with your energy, because there's not a duplication of that out there. Absolutely fantastic. Suzanne, I can't (laughs) thank you enough. That was just, you had such a beautiful way of putting so much of this. Thank you. And where can people find you and follow you? Because you have so many resources (laughs) online that can be helpful to people. So please tell us. Okay. So the easiest place to tell you to go is Instagram. So Mm -hmm. I'm at anxiety underscore alchemist. That's the best place to find you. Cause on there, I have a little link that you could find me in other capacities. So that's probably the best place. Um, yeah, I think that's the best. And you have some quizzes, you know, for people to identify, Mm -hmm. you know, different aspects of anxiety and what they, you know, steps forward, right? Tell us a little bit more about those too, because I thought that was a really great addition. Yeah. So this is something that's a little bit newer. So I talked a couple moments ago about identifying strengths and um, things we need to work harder on. And I'm really a firm believer. So I talk, I talk a lot of, I talk a lot about strategies when I'm working with people, um, whether they're coming to me to, to figure out anxiety or worries, or if they're like, I just know what I have to do. I know what my intentions are, but I just can't, I can't find a way to plan towards them. Um, so again, like if I don't understand what my, what I'm really good at and what I struggle in, I, it's going to be like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. That's going to, that's going to be my position. So, um, there's a quiz that I have connected to, um, my Instagram that you can, you can click on. And by taking this quiz, it's going to give you, um, a breakdown of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. It's, it's, it's really identifying your patterns of strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm offering right now is once you're able, when you're able, when you, if you would like to do that, I'm also offering a free half an hour call where I get your results and I go over those results with you so that you can understand them, not just by looking at them on paper, but I can share with them a little bit about you and we can get a little more personalized into, into those different um, strengths and weaknesses, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that'll be in the show notes too, so that people who are listening 
rather than watching can also have that uh, information. Oh, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Dan, I can't thank you enough for your time. Of course. Today. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks so much for listening to some more good news with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.